Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Therapy Matters Podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. I'm your host, Allison Jones, and today I'm joined by Bill Siller. Bill has over 17 years of experience in healthcare IT, specializing in EMR and EHR software solutions. But he also comes from a family of healthcare providers and grew up in the clinic learning the family business. So he has a good deal of hands-on experience as well. Bill? We're looking forward to tapping into that knowledge today. So thank you for joining me on the show. Allison, thanks. It's a privilege to be here. So appreciate you having me. Excellent. So today we're going to focus on a big topic, an important topic, business intelligence or BI. Uh, so our audience, are, every day their practices are creating an overwhelming amount of data. And in order to make smarter decisions, identify problems and be profitable, they need methods and tools to turn that data into actionable insights. So enter BI. But there are a lot of questions and maybe a little bit of confusion around what is BI? So what does it mean? How does it work? What are the benefits? The different categories? How do I create a strategy? Does it make sense for my practice? A lot of things to unpack there. So we're gonna try to make some sense of all of that today. Does that sound good? It sounds really good. A really important topic to have all right, right now. All right, great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so let's dive in. So my first question, Bill, what is business intelligence? What is BI? Give us give us like a little level set here. Tell us what it's all about. Allison coming right out of the shoot. I love it. So, Allison, like the way I'd like to really kind of pose this is in a therapy specific manner. So if if we think about the challenges that our therapy groups are having today, we're getting lower reimbursements and then you're getting higher overhead. So in order to if you make the wrong business decision, that could really set you back even more in today's uh, t in today's environment that we have just because of the lower reimbursements and the higher overhead. So it's imperative that you take all of the tools that you have in front of you to make the right decision so that you're not going to impede your growth and that you're able to keep your business thriving. So what to answer your question, what business intelligence does is it takes the data that you have available to you and it's really enhancing the pieces so that it can find different, different pieces of that data that are going to show trends, that are going to show where you could potentially have problems so it's really it's really popping that out. Allison, an example that I that I utilize for uh, for for millennials and for Gen Xers out there is Where's Waldo. So if you remember those Where's Waldo's <laughs> books back in the day, they had that Absolutely. huge double picture. It was a 24 by 24 book, and it had just all of these small little people on there, and then you'd have to find Waldo in that book on that page. That's what BI is doing is it's popping Waldo out of that page for you so that you're able to find the data that you need. You're able to find those those potential problems before it becomes a chronic problem and you can you can catch that early on. One of the other things that's really important about BI is if you're thinking about getting that out of um, a healthcare software system, 
It's not just taking a look at that flat data. The reports that you would get in that healthcare software system, that's usually just going to be daily reports or it's going to be a monthly report. But what business intelligence does is it, it takes that and puts algorithms and it puts enhancements into that data so that you get where's Waldo to pop out of that page and that you can make those better business decisions. Does that, does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. And I, lo I love the analogy there of where's Waldo. I think that actually really helps bring it all together. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> so I think, you know, when, when therapy groups have used uh, business data in different ways over the years, uh, I, I think the traditional way that we've looked at business intelligence was really from a financial focus, right? We looked at the financial data. We looked at, um, you know, maybe payments and denial rates and and whatnot from a financial perspective, right? That's sort of the traditional way that we've looked at BI in the past and maybe pulling the where's Waldo out of that data. So maybe dive into that a little bit deeper. How can we use it to understand the financial health of a ther therapy practice? Absolutely. And you make a great point, just kind of a little bit of history when we're talking about business intelligence and looking at it from a healthcare lens, it's always looking at the financials first. And if you think about where business intelligence just kind of started in general, it was really on the financial end, even outside of it. If we're talking about banking and we're talking about stocks and things, that's where a lot of that business intelligence and the analytics really has its foundation. And uh, healthcare, since it was already adopted in other um, industries, that was the first spot was how can we, we look at all of our organization, all of our different locations, and how can we have a financial roll up on these locations? And then from a billing perspective, how can we make sure that we're billing as efficiently as possible? Again, in the, in the previous question you, you asked, we talked about how reimbursements are lower and the overhead is higher. So you can't just look at it from a financial side of things now, just because of all of these different, these different challenges that organizations have. So what we've seen business intelligence change into is we're looking at it from 360 degrees. So you're not just looking at it from a financial, not just from a billing standpoint, but we're also, how do we gain in top line revenue? So how are those patients coming into our offices? So taking a look at referral sources and being able to monitor, is this, is this provider that is referring into us, are they doing, are they, are they keeping on track then with what they've done in the past or are they falling off? So if you have a marketing department, you might be able to really dial in that marketing efforts. Also, we're looking at this digital revolution that we're in right now. So the way that patients engage on the front end with their with their healthcare providers is different. Being able to have business intelligence will be able to really solidify your strategy from a digital marketing perspective to ensure that you're getting all of those patients coming into your offices from that digital landscape. So that's that's from a top line revenue and from a patient gain perspective, that's one of the things that's really critical is seeing how where are your patients coming in from and then really diagnosing how quick do I get them from from referral into my office so that they're a patient? And then what is our rates on those types of things? So you can identify what part of that cycle 
are you missing out on? Are you even touching those patients? And if you're getting them as prospects, are you able to, to get them into the door, make an appointment and get that done? So from, from a top line revenue perspective and gaining patients, that's, that's a really exciting one that gets me uh, all jazzed up. But after we get that patient in the door and, and we're looking at the information from a registration perspective, from a business intelligence, everything can be, can kind of uh, nest inside of itself. So if we're not doing a great job of onboarding that patient, so maybe we're missing case information or maybe we're missing demographic information, what that business intelligence can do for us is it can say, hey, we're you're at, at this location, you're always missing this type of information in for demographics and on the back end, you're getting denied claims. MGMA says that every time that you have a denied claim, that's $25. Every touch that you have to make to a claim, that's $25, and that's hitting your bottom line. So you're really wanting to make sure that you're you're hitting all of those aspects. So that 360-degree view, there's money in each one of those, those parts, so you're wanting to hit each one of that. So that patient coming in the door, their registration, their, even the clinical side. We want to make sure that from a clinical perspective, that are providers that they're they're uh, they have a full schedule, but we don't want to make them overworked. Another burden that the therapy groups have right now is provider burnout. So this is another way that you can monitor that, and you can make sure that you have one provider that's getting ample amount of workload as opposed to being burnt out. So it's it, there's all this great benefits that you get with business intelligence that solves so many problems that therapy groups are telling me that they're encountering on a day-in-day basis. That's fantastic. So you talked about um, sort of the intake process, the clinical process. What about uh, what about patient experience or patient outcomes? Can can BI be used to improve those aspects? Absolutely, in a number of different ways. So one of the things is you can you could send a patient a survey, and a, a very common one is NPS. I, and I don't know if, if um, the listeners are familiar with Net Promoter Score. That's what NPS stands for. Everybody's probably encountered them, and it's it's one question: How likely, on a scale of of a one to ten, how likely are you to recommend this service or this good? to a friend or to a family member. And based on the score that that person gives, they're, they're, they fall into three different categories. They're either going to be um, a detractor, they're going to be neutral, or they're going to be one of the people that really gets behind your, your brand. And those are the folks that you want to find, your nines and tens. Um, those are the folks that you really want to, to get behind. What I've seen business intelligence, those that get behind NPS, I've really seen benefits of those uh, putting that into business intelligence because then you can find out based on the reason why the patient came in, you can categorize those NPS. So if I had a person come in for a shoulder, if I had them come in for a knee, I can see what the NPS scores are based on those different things. And I can see by location. So if I have one location that's doing a great job with shoulders, at this one location and for this age group that might be a marketing ploy that I'm going to try to to get out there and really make sure that we try to capture the market and get out there or it's a way that we can improve ourselves too if we're not doing a great job with that we can make sure that we do some improvement on this whole thing 
<clears throat> this is great. This is great information. So uh, uh, how else can BI be leveraged? Can you use it to reduce no-show rates, cancellation rates? Absolutely. That's a it's a great one that you mentioned there. So you can definitely use utilize that to reduce your no-show rates and your cancellation rates. So if you're looking it, it business intelligence it's it's all about looking at those patterns. So trying to identify what is the common cause? So if we're looking at different age brackets, if we're looking at different locations, you might need to put in a different policy at one location because you're finding that there's a higher cancellation rate at that one location versus another location that you have across town. Being able to identify those patterns, that's gold because that's going to improve your bottom line. You're going to have less patients that are going to be canceling. And anytime you have a patient cancel, that's a provider that's just sitting there on, on the side, not just wasting time. So, And that's the last thing that we need when we have a shortage in, in therapy providers. We want to make sure that everybody is, um, is working and in, in providing that care. But it can also be used to look at the performance of your therapist, too. So it can help you identify your top performing therapist. Absolutely. So who's who's producing the most? So you can look at um, uh, you can look at that from a uh, performance perspective in terms of rewarding them um, with bonuses or you know pay increases, stuff like that. So you can make sure that you're retaining that staff and uh, making sure that they don't burn out, they don't leave, um, especially right now where staff is so critical you want to make sure that you're retaining um and keeping those folks happy and allison you bring up a great great point so when we're looking at outcomes and we're we're trying to make sure uh, there's a a bunch of different things there we're we're looking at the outcome of that patient coming in and we're seeing how well they did with the therapy that was provided but everybody's having difficulties with negotiating with insurance payers at this point. It would be great if you had data behind you that was able to show and it was able to compare um, compare that to other benchmarks that were out there from a national standard or from other set. That's one of the things that we've also seen that folks have been able to do is be able to negotiate better uh, payer contracts because They've done better with outcomes. If it, it, when one day we're gonna we're gonna be flipping to value-based care. I, I I we've been saying it for the last ten years, but um but when when that does happen, business intelligence is gonna be a big tool for that because you want to understand when that patient is going through all of that care, what is the outcome? What is, do they have to come back for care after their initial set of, of appointments? And if they do, if they re-injured or something like that, those are types of things that you want to be able to understand from business intelligence so that you can, you can calculate those reimbursements, but then you can also make sure that you're getting better as an organization from an outcomes perspective. Yeah, so a lot of different uses. And when we're looking at the future on where healthcare is going, it, it really makes sense that you want to, to really dive deep into business intelligence. Um, the way that, that folks have been doing it in the past, where maybe they're, they're making more decisions with their gut, that's, that's not going to really work anymore. Because if you have these types of tools out there, your competition is going to be using these tools. 
So you really want to make sure that you're utilizing all the technology that's out there to make the best decisions so that you're not having to, to because if you because of the importance that we were talking about, if you make the wrong decision, that's a couple of steps back now. And some organizations can't afford that. So that leads me to my next question. When we, when we talk about leveraging business intelligence, is this something that every therapy practice should be taking advantage of? Or is this something that's really just appropriate for larger practices? There's, there's really not a size where you should be looking at this. This is, this is a one-size-fits-all model that is should be for business intelligence especially groups that want to to grow that practice that's if you're looking to add more and more locations business intelligence is definitely the way that you want to go if we are if you want to make more if you don't want to grow if you don't want to grow more locations but you want to to improve your bottom line business intelligence is the way to go so it's it's out there for everybody. It doesn't you don't need to be a gigantic practice, or and you don't need to be um, you don't need to be somebody that is looking to be um, growing into seventeen hundred different locations or anything like that. If you're looking to improve that bottom line, that's I would recommend that to to everybody. So how do you do it? How do you get started? Really good question. So if you're if you're looking to to get into business intelligence, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. So if you first have to ask yourself what types of data that you're looking to 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 go after. So if you're looking at that 360 degree view, you're going to have to to do a quick inventory of the different systems and where your data is located. So if if you have an electronic medical record or if you have a billing system, if you have uh, a CRM system, if you also want to look at your payroll system, you you want to identify all of those different systems so that you can identify what are the types of reports and what are the types of things that you want to to understand with your that will improve your bottom line does that make sense it does it does absolutely first first step is really doing the inventory and then after doing that inventory and trying to scope out what you're trying to do with with your data is understanding how getting some sort of a of a business intelligence that will be able to accept all of that data into one repository so that you can get all of those things to work out. Um, what's really nice is that it sounds technical, but in today's day and age, what a lot of these providers have done is they've tried to make it as easy as possible. It's a lot more attainable to go up and, and to, to learn about data data analytics and to learn about business intelligence. I I have to um, we had mentioned at the top of the the um, of the the session here that my family is is in healthcare. Uh, they're they're providers. So um, gotta gotta love it. But my mom is learning uh, SQL reporting right now, SQL reporting, um, in an effort to to get better at this. So she got from the library. I love that she got from the library uh, the book on like <laughs> SQL for dummies and things like that. But I think that's really overkill. You don't need to be a SQL expert. There's a lot of these tools are drag and drop 
what I've seen out of Power BI, what I've seen out of Tableau, what I've seen out of Yellowfin, what I've seen out of a lot of these technologies, it's drag and drop technology that you don't need to be a coding expert. You just have to understand what you're trying to build. What what is your what is your end product that you want to get in your report? And if you have that idea of what you want to see by dragging and dropping and plugging and playing with it, you're going to figure it out. And a lot of great resources that are out there is that if you sign up with um, a number of these different vendors, they have universities that you could go to. And I'm not talking like a brick and mortar university. I'm talking like um, a Tableau University, a Yellowfin University that you would be able to go to where they would walk you through all of that stuff. Now, do they have um, like healthcare specific dashboards and uh, reports that are sort of pre-made that make it even easier to sort of plug and play? Absolutely. So what we've found is that a lot of these organizations are, are really trying to cater into the the healthcare side of things. If you think about um, just how big healthcare is in just from an industry perspective, really want to make sure that we're catering to that and making sure that that there is some sort of content out there. So what I would recommend is whatever vendor that you would you would utilize is you you take a look at that. Again, you're doing another inventory. So you do an inventory of the data sets that you have, but then you do an inventory of that that business intelligence tool that you have and seeing what type of content that they have. Don't recreate the wheel. If there's something that's there that is can be manipulated slightly, that's what I would recommend you do. And then once you feel more and more comfortable with the tool, that's when you can start going um, you can start going wild with it and creating your own report. So really try to start slow with it, bite off as, as much as you can chew, and then once you, you feel comfortable with it, then you can go to town with business intelligence. This is some great advice. And just a, um, just a caveat here, we are not um, uh, promoting or supporting any of the uh, vendors that we're mentioning here today. No, just, I'm just referencing them as, um, just as examples. I think one of the other questions here is that, um, you know, we talked a lot about, and, and I think you alluded to it a little bit, but we've talked a lot of, about um, a lot of the different data points and the data sources that you're pulling in. You might be pulling in some uh, data from your EMR, from, um, like you said, your CRM. It, how does all of that data come together? Is that just, it, that's all pulled in through uh, the BI solution? That's, or is there... Is there a lot of plumbing that you have to do? Do you have to have a strong technical background in order to make that happen? Mm -hmm. So great question, Allison. And again, the way that I would, I would start off is try to start slow. So if you have, if you're doing that inventory of all of your data resources, so you, you have your, your EMR data, you have your billing data, you have your financials, you have, uh, what, what's the critical one that has most of that information that you need in it, I would start there first. So start with one single data resource and try pulling that into a, uh, a business intelligence tool. Once you have that into your business intelligence tool, you're going to um, really have to understand, because that's it, this is a tricky point, because you have to get 
these these different systems to play well in the the sandbox together what most common all systems have some sort of a data export whether that is going to be uh, a csv file or some sort of a file that you can export and then you can upload that into a business intelligence tool so at the very least you can do it more of a manual fashion with an export and then an upload that would work out fine um, but then if you want to have that to be a little bit more automated then there are ways that you can have uh, you can utilize api's where you can connect a uh, a system so that it'll automatically be connected to um, your business intelligence tool so that that information is automatically running back and forth what one of the and uh, sorry, uh, one of the things that we've we've come up with too that we um, that organizations will see is that there's either there's two ways of doing it: an extract, transfer, and load process, or an extract, load, and transfer process. So ETL or ELT sounds delicious, um, but you can do either one of those uh, <laughs> those process to get that information over into a business intelligence. Um, and not to get too technical, it's really just making sure that in that process, when we talked about it earlier, we said that there can be enrichment of that data where algorithms and where other things in that ETL process. So it's not so much in the extract process, but in that, that transfer, that transform of the ETL process, that's where those algorithms are, are coming in. And that's where that enrichment of data is coming in. And then it gets loaded into your business intelligence tool. So that's a little bit of the, the process behind it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So <clears throat> the million dollar question here, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, everybody probably has on their mind, this sounds expensive. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when you're when you're thinking about practice, I mean, when we have listeners of um, across the spectrum here, we have small practices up to large practices, and everybody's concerned with <clears throat> financial commitments. Um, so, you know, when you hear BI, I think people uh, automatically assume this is going to be an investment. Mm -hmm. Is it? a major investment well it's what i would say is that business intelligence whatever the the investment is going to be it will pay off in the roi the roi that you're going to receive from if if i could give you a way that you could spot problems before they become a chronic issue I would I would pay a lot of money for that to be able to see into the future. So in order to be proactive versus reactive, there's a lot to that because you have to think of all of the downtime with your employees that you're 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 spending, your overheads rising. How could I get more reimbursement? There's so much there's such a heavy ROI on that that I would be willing to pay uh, a hefty penny for those types of things. Now, what I've found, and I, I don't, it's everybody has their different thresholds when it comes to um, paying for different systems. But what I've always found is that a business intelligence system will always prove out as 
uh, as the right way to go from an ROI perspective based on the cost. It's it's really pennies on the dollar um, where you would want to to invest in a business intelligence tool. Excellent. I always say don't don't trip over dollars to pick up pennies. That's right. It's a good one. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so final question. What are some main takeaways for our listeners today? Great, great one. So some main takeaways for our customers or for our, our listeners, I should or say. Listeners. Yeah. Uh, main takeaway for the listeners um, would be that you really want to understand the whole power behind business intelligence. If you're not utilizing a business intelligence tool today, it's going to make you proactive as opposed to being reactive. So really want to understand that and having those problems jump off the page, like we were talking about with where's Waldo, you get to, you get to spot Waldo in about three seconds. That's the big power behind business intelligence. If we're talking about how approachable is business intelligence compared to, to years in the past, it's much more approachable. When we talk about vendors, they've, they've really tried to open this up so that it's not just people that have uh, computer science degrees can do this. They've tried to make it so that it is as drag and drop as possible. And then also when you're looking at your organization, it's not just from a financial lens, it's at every different lens that you can think of that business intelligence can be can be harnessed so that you can take that data and you can chop it up filter it you can you can click down into the source of all of those different things so that you can you can really get down to the crux of every issue that you have that's awesome well thank you so much bill we are out of time but i want to thank you for joining us today uh, thank you to the audience for tuning in to Therapy Matters Podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Therapy Matters. Do you like the podcast? Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and tell all your friends about the show. Want to be a guest or know someone that would be a great guest speaker? Contact me at allison.jones at raintreeinc.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot Jones at RaintreeInc.com. Therapy Matters is brought to you by Raintree, Therapy and Rehab's favorite EMR. Raintree is the only all-in-one therapy EMR delivering a complete and seamless end-to-end patient journey from first contact to payment to patient retention. To learn more about Raintree, visit us online at RaintreeInc.com.